0: Happy Sabbath. Well, oh, that's it. Happy Sabbath. Happy all right. Thank you. When I was in high school, uh, does anyone does anyone here um, in our church like you never have any conflicts at all, you never get into fights, you don't have any problems at all with anybody. Anyone? Raise your hand. One, okay, all right, one. All right. Do you have any conflicts? At school? Work? Among friends? Family? No? Yes? When I was in high school, this is like my freshman year. I mean, I just came to America from Korea. When I just started school. I didn't know a word of English. And um, this was like three months into it. I was playing basketball in the gym, playing, and this dude kind of like bumped into me. And um, he said something, and I didn't really understand what he said. And I said something. I don't know what I said. And then he said something again that I didn't really understand, and I knew that wasn't good. I didn't know what he said, but I didn't like that. So I said something, little English I could speak. And then we're like, oh, whatever. I don't ex- remember exactly what we said. And then, and then we're like, I understood this. Let's go outside. Let's go. Let's go. I understood, I understood that, right? And then we went outside the gym, and I got into a fist fight. I was expelled for three days from school. My daughters don't know about this, so it's good. They're not here today. Because, you know, I don't want to talk about this my family's here because they think I'm perfect. (laughs) It's actually appropriate uh, that they're not here because, you know what, my girls fight all the time. They fight all the time. Celeste thinks Christine acts all goody-goody, so she gets really annoyed. And Christine thinks Celeste is annoying, so she gets annoyed. <laughs> um, Celeste hates being called Christine's little sister. And Christine loves when Celeste gets annoyed that she, when Celeste is called Christine's little sister. Does that make sense? So all these things cause all kinds of problems, and we, we have conflicts all the time. There's no peace in this world, and there's no peace in my, house, in my house. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this wonderful Sabbath. Thank you for these wonderful people in your house. Now, as we open the Bible, open our hearts also. In Jesus' name, amen we are still in a series i flew back from the camp meeting last night to be here okay Um, we only have three weeks left in this church so i wanted to finish the series and then have the last sabbath uh something special for that sabbath so i don't want to miss this and um um i'm I'm very happy to be here somebody told me that during puc camp meeting weekend our church average attendance is like 100 but i see everyone here so i'm really happy to be here um for those of you who are new if you're a first school math school students if you just started this week and this is the first time here in this church you will not remember this church because all your memory will be with our new church yes we are moving okay in two weeks we're gonna have our last sabbath here on the 18th and starting august 25th we'll be in our new location in loma linda you're gonna forget about this grand terrace location okay so man all you new students you're lucky you only remember the new campus anyway here we are the seventh step of the path to new life in christ we are at the seventh key, the seventh beatitudes. So let's go to Matthew chapter uh, 5, verse 9. Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Peace, peace, peace. We're all for it, right? Everybody's for it. Nobody's against it. But what is it that very um, this very elusive quality we call peace? Because it means different things to different people. It sure does. To some, like Napoleon or 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 Hitler, you know, they were fighting to have peace for their own understanding of peace, and they caused all kinds of wars and terrible things. Peace is what those who follow Eastern religious say comes through this losing yourself and you, 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 you become one with, with the world, with the, with the universe. You have no awareness of yourself. For them, that's peace. For some people, for some adults, peace is when your neighbor kid stops playing the drums and there's no more sound and no more noise anymore. You're like, oh, I'm at peace now. For me, peace is finally, I'm done with my World War III with, against my pigeons in my house, and finally they're all gone. Now I'm at peace. If I tell you about my war against pigeons, it's going to take like 30 minutes, so it's going to be a whole sermon. I, I cannot tell you what happened. Peace for some businessmen um, is being able to pay the bills. And if you do really well in your business, you make a lot of money, then I can pay my bills. Then finally, I'll have some peace in my life. So prosperity is peace to them. Or for some people, it simply means conflict resolution. Conflict resolution. We face conflicts at work, in school, in home, with children, with friends, and even with complete strangers. Is there anybody who has no conflict at all? I mean, if you go to YouTube... You see thousands of videos of people fighting, teenagers fighting, adults fighting, people screaming and yelling at each other in restaurants, in in stores, in parks, you name it. Road rage, hate crimes. It's terrible. Seriously, is there anyone without conflict? Maybe some people without children, maybe there's no conflict. But, you know, um, conflict resolution is a very important skill to have in our lives. It really is, right? It's a very important life skill. Having said that, Loma Linda Church, I must confess. So I knew that I'll be in West Coast Camp Meeting, so I actually prepared my sermon two weeks ago. And then I got all my sermons ready and I was ready to go and then I was just going through it at PUC during this week. And then I had to throw away more than half of my sermon. Because when I read this Bible verse and when I was getting my sermon ready, blessed are the peacemakers. And I thought, peacemakers? Oh, those are people who make peace. Those are the people with the conflict resolution skills. So I wrote a whole sermon about that. And then I went deeply into... You know, I didn't want to do it, but I just like wanted to make sure that I had, I had the right stuff this week. And then I realized that I got it completely wrong. TBH. To be honest... I thought the verse 9 was about conflict resolution, but with further study, I learned that peace is so much deeper than just conflict resolution. Peace, Jesus is talking about in Matthew chapter 5, 9, is way more than conflict resolution. When we hear the word peacemaker, we're like somebody who brings people together and, and, um, Help them to have peace. We're thinking about me when I get my two girls fight. They're like, oh, you say I'm sorry to her. You say I'm sorry to her. Come on, say I'm sorry. And they go, I'm sorry. You know what I'm talking about? I thought that was peacemaker. But no. I was picturing American president hosting a meeting for the Palestinian leader and the prime minister of Israel and get them together to sign a peace treaty. I thought that was peacemaker. But no, way more, way deeper. Peace is a wonderful thing. We all want it. Of course, Jesus mentioned it in the Beatitudes. But the thing is, peace Jesus is referring to is not completely unrelated to conflict resolution, but peacemaker in verse 9 holds far more meaning than conflict resolution. So are you ready to hear it? You ready? Yes? Yes, okay. The Greek word used here is erenepoios, okay? Erenepoios means, literally, it means people who love peace, okay? Or people who make peace. That's fine, too. But we have to understand the word peace. If you look up in the English dictionary for the word peace, then the definition is um, without conflict or being without war. That's all you're going to get, okay? But if you study the meaning of the word peace in the Bible, it's erene in Greek. And you know what? If you think about it, you know this. In Hebrew, you know what peace is. What is it? You know this. Shalom. I know you've heard this before. Shalom, Loma in the church. I know you heard this word, shalom, before. What does it mean? What does it mean? Shalom, Loma in the church, means completeness. Shalom means completeness or wholeness shalom means complete or whole okay the word can actually refer to stone wall if somebody builds a wall with all stones and they want to make it perfectly all the bricks all together there's no gap at all in between and when you align all the bricks perfectly they would call that shalom no gap no imperfections the wall is complete it's it's whole it's complete so shalom refers to a complex state with lots of pieces right but they're all fitted together in completeness in wholeness life is complex and has a lots of bricks or pieces right if they're out of alignment or there are missing pieces your life or the wall is incomplete it crumbles there's no peace in life so missing pieces missing peace i actually came up with this pretty pretty pun intended yes missing pieces missing peace i was like that's clever huh Yes, it means safety, uh, uh, welfare, prosperity, health, but the true meaning of shalom would be bringing all the pieces together, restore it, and make it whole, make it complete. All you first years, what is the motto of Loma Linda University? Does anyone know? What, what is the motto of Loma Linda University? Huh? That's right, to make men whole. It's to restore people by bringing healing and make them whole or complete again. In a way, you are training to be a peacemaker. In a way, I said. Anyway, in the Old Testament, the country of Israel, they tried and tried and tried to have peace, but they could not. Even the times of of peace, they thought they had peace, but they did not. In the time of peace, you know what happened? There were always conflicts, such as idolatry and apostasy. But prophet Isaiah speaks of the prince of peace, who will come later. And when this Prince of Peace, when He comes, there will be no end to peace. This is why in the New Testament, the birth of Jesus was called Erene. What does it mean again? Peace. They call the birth of Jesus Erene. Peace. And Jesus said, what did He say? My peace I give unto you, Loma Linda Church, the peacemakers in today's verse refer to the followers of the prince of peace. The peacemakers in today's verse refer to followers of the prince of peace. you know what the ancient Um, You know what the ancient world thought peace was? I don't know if you are are familiar with um, with this Chinese character, but um, this is a Chinese character means peace. Okay, and and let me break down this for you. Okay, so this right here, right here, this means uh, this refers to house or roof. Okay, it kind of looks like a roof, right? Like Asian roof. It means house. And then this right here, what does this mean? Does anyone know? It means what? You can say it really loud. It means woman. You're right. So in ancient Chinese culture, they thought that peace is when the woman stays inside the house. I know. That's like a very uh, male dominant old days um, they thought if the woman stays in the house then there will be peace so that's how they wrote this word okay but i want to modernize this word to understand what peace i think is not just from the chinese character but from what i'm studying from the from the bible okay so let's say the house is right here okay but let's say that house is not your house but let's say that house is house of God, okay? And then modernize more and make it gender-inclusive and not call this women, but men and women, or let's call them children, right? Then plural, gender-inclusive, let's call them children. Then what we have is today's Bible verse. The children of God are the peacemakers, peace, when what? When the children stay in the house of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. I have to make it gender inclusive, you guys, because if you look at the Bible, it actually does not say children of God. They will be called the sons of God. You and I know that God just calls the sons, sons and daughters, we got to make them gender inclusive, right? So when we modernize it, peace means when people stay in the house of God. Peace means when people stay in the dwelling place of God. So there it is. That is Peace. When you are in the dwelling place of God, you are protected by God, you belong to the house of God, that, my friend, is wholeness. This is wholeness. When people stay in the house of God, when people stay in the dwelling place of God, that is completeness. That is wholeness. That is shalom. In In John chapter 15, Jesus uses the analogy of vine and the branch to to explain what peace really means, okay? And Jesus goes, abide in me and I in you, okay? No branches can live without, when it's disconnected from the vine. And Jesus says, you are the branch, I'm the vine. If you're connected with me, if if you abide in me and I in you, then you will bear fruit. You're not going to wither and die. Same idea. Being in the dwelling place of God, abiding in Jesus, and Jesus abiding in us. Peace is when we abide in Jesus, and Jesus in us. Peace is when we stay and dwell in the house of God. Do you remember a guy named Absalom? Okay? I mean, right away, you can kind of tell what his name means, okay? Absalom means Ab Shalom. You know what what it means? It means Father's Peace. Now, you tell me, did Absalom live like a Father's Peace? No, he's the one who raised war against his father. Absalom was not David's peace at all. But do you know what happens, Absalom? So what happens during the war is that um, actually David is kind of kicked out of the, his, his palace and they're fighting, there's war. And um, this, this man comes and tells David, uh, King, we finally found your son. But what happened was they were chasing Absalom and Absalom was running away in his, um, in his horse. And what happens is um, the Bible actually says Absalom was a beautiful man with the beautiful hair, okay? So he was running, and his hair was, like, beautiful, but, you know, it's not a pretty sight, actually, because he was running away from the people who wanted to kill him. And all of a sudden, at a certain point, there was a tree branch coming out, and his beautiful hair gets caught on the tree, and the soldiers come and see Absalom, and they pierce him, and they kill him. Now, normally in the church, think about this. Father's peace, Absalom, was not Father's peace. But there is another descendant of David, or you can call it son of David, many generations later, who was hanging on the tree and pierced to be killed, but he actually becomes the Father's peace. You see, Jesus is in the center of this. Loma in the church, peacemakers are the followers of Jesus, the Prince of Peace, and they will be called the children of God. Do you? Do you ever? have conflicts because you struggle with sin you see how we'll never be free from conflicts do you realize that You can have all bills paid off. You can have all the grades you want in your school. You can have a perfect family without any conflicts. You can have most beautiful relationships with everyone. There's no war and you are without conflicts, right? You can feel like all your bricks lined up and your life is complete. Your stone wall is complete. But guess what? We are sinners and we will continue to struggle with sin. It's, it's never about being without conflict, but about being with the Prince of Peace. One more time. It's never about being without conflict, but about being with the Prince of Peace. Peace with other people we all want peace with other people right you know what that requires in order for us to have peace with others we need to have peace with ourselves if i'm at peace with myself everything that is given to me everything that i am whoever this what god has given me i i am at peace with myself then it's very easy to have peace with others but in order for us to have in order for us to be at peace with myself guess what we need we need to be at peace with god whatever god has given you whatever however god has created you so if we have if you're at peace with god then i am peace i am i am at peace with myself and if i'm at peace with myself i can have peace with others That is what I discovered this week from Matthew chapter 5, 9. In order for us to be at peace with God, we have to dwell in the house of God. We have to abide in Jesus, and Jesus, in abiding in us. True biblical shalom refers to an inward state of completeness or wholeness. Without Jesus, without God, we're never complete. We're not whole. We're out of alignment. There's a gap in between our bricks. You can do all you want to put all together with your human work. It'll never work. It'll never be perfect. It'll never be complete. We will never have peace. But if we are at peace with God, if we dwell in the house of God, if we abide in Jesus and Jesus in us, even in the midst of the storms, we can experience peace. We can experience shalom. If this is the way we understand biblical peace, then suddenly many verses take on a whole new meaning. With this Hebrew thought of shalom in mind, let's look at just one verse. Okay, I'm not going to make you look at all kinds of verses. Just one verse. And you'll be like, hey, I know that verse. Check this out. Number 6, verses 23 and through 26. 26. You're going to be like, oh, I know that one. Speak to Aaron and to his, son, uh, to his sons, saying, Thou, so this is, this is a blessing of Aaron, okay? Thus you shall bless the sons of Israel. You shall say to them The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you what peace. This is the this is the Aaronic blessings to the Israelites, okay? Aaronic means Aaron's blessing do you know why I end every last prayer here um, and I read this for you guys so this was a blessing this was Aaron's blessing to the Israelites so as a pastor it's a prayer of blessing to all of you who will go out of this church and live another week outside of the house of God So it's a blessing that I am reading for you. And at the end of it, what's there? Shalom. And give you peace. Shalom. You know, do you know why Aaron did this? God told Aaron to bless Israel with peace while they were getting ready to go conquer the promised land. If you think about it, in the 40 years of of the desert, right, did the Israelites have peace? No, constantly. They didn't have enough food, no water, and they were fighting all the time. But for some reason, God wanted the Israelites to have peace in In desert, not in the promised land, but in desert. If peace means the absence of war or conflict, then this doesn't make any sense at all. But here's the reality that we have peace is rarely given. If you think about it, we must fight for peace. Isn't that true? We do. Loma Linda Church, state of no conflict is impossible because we have to deal with some crazy people all the time. We're going to always have crazy people in our lives, okay? Okay, there will be always people who are troublemakers. We will. You know that's true. You're, you're going to see... You're going to see how we'll never have... We'll be without conflicts next weekend because it's funny how there's like peacemakers and then next Bible verse is like those who persecute you and hate you and all these things. It's crazy, okay? That's what we're going to go through next week. But today, Loma Linda Church... Jesus was referring to an inner peace and completeness brought on by sharing in God's countenance and his protection. It starts with being at peace with God and being at peace with myself. Then we can have peace with others even in the midst of the storms. That was the blessing that Israel needed. Israel was to rarely experience times of outward peace, just like us. But even in the midst of battle, they were to have an inward rest brought on by the presence of God in their lives, regardless of the outward circumstances. So it should be for us as well. Peacemakers, peace lovers, followers of the Prince of Peace. Before I pray, I want to lift up um, a a couple that really needs peace. Um, They got married just a month ago. Nick and Britt. Can you guys please stand so we can see you? (laughs) Let's give them a hand. They flew to Hawaii to get married this, this summer and and uh, yeah, this is a good for you because you're going to need peace. Because after you have kids, you're going to really appreciate it. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, um, we realize that we will never be without conflicts. The storms of life will always come upon us. But Lord, your face is there. Your presence is there in our life. Lord, help us realize that.